when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 192 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. No Damon this week. Yep. Uh, Damon is off doing uh, soccer dad things. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's We knew this was going to happen. He, he he let us know a long time ago that uh, this was starting back up again with his kids. So, yep. Yep. Expect it to be just uh, the two of us here for a bit, which is well, I, He even said, well, like, he said it was going to be a rough october and yeah yeah <laughs> so september and october so yeah yeah which is fine you know we we understand that and you know we try we we really it's I, i've i've said this before and i i it's not a joke the hardest part of the podcast is just finding a time that all three of us can actually do it <laughs> so, yeah. It, yeah i mean absolutely it's you know like you said it's you know three of us we all have very different lives yes um yeah it does it doesn't always work out and you know we've uh, and i'm sure if you've listened to this long enough you've heard you know sometimes we're recording at like five o'clock in the afternoon on a friday or (laughs) like just yeah yeah. whenever we can but uh yeah for for now um you know we we understood that damon is uh is busy so it's just the two of us but uh, and actually, speaking of, so so I guess everyone's aware. Um, so next week will be a regular episode, and then after that, Tom, you're in uh, Florida, right? Yeah, so, man, it's it's sneaking up on me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, we're we're gonna have a couple of weeks of wait lists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's gonna be yeah. a couple of weeks of uh, a couple of weeks off, and then of course I'll come back and do a full trip report. And I know everybody. Just can't wait for me to talk about Peppa Pig Park. So uh, yep. I'm <laughs> looking most, forward to it. Uh, yeah, everyone just can't wait for that review. Um, no, but uh, yeah, so I, I will be at Disney World from uh, from October 1st to October. Uh, what is that? 11th? Well, really, the 10th is those are the park days. We'll be there. You know, we'll be driving right. back on the 11th. Um, so, yeah. So during that time, we're going to have we're going to have some waitlist episodes. Um, if you do have ideas that you haven't sent us yet. And so for those that don't know, for any newer listeners uh, that haven't listened to it, I mean, we haven't done a wait list in a little while now, but um, for any newer listeners, you know, wait list is really just like kind of like a topic based show for us. You know, we're we typically don't do topic based stuff. We do what's going on. You know, we, we talk about what's what's in the news and what's new, um, but we do a topic based show whenever we're out. So if you have a fun and we like to like do we don't want to do like hey plan uh you know my first disney trip for me like that's just not kind of our our thing right like yeah we want to we want to invent new rides and come up with weird concepts and that kind of (laughs) thing like yeah it's yeah it's it's always like you know us talking about something that's nostalgic or or yeah you know we always have and i think everybody has this you know you have your your own crazy 
ideas on something Disney should do. So we, you know, we take those shows as an opportunity to talk about that stuff. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, um, I think we have a couple of good subjects, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll see how people like it when, uh, when you're off in Florida, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's coming up quick and then, yeah, you're, you're going to come back and do your trip report and then it's going to be like, Two or three weeks later, I go to Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> you will have your trip report. So yeah. After after a long lull of real trips from this uh from this podcast, you're gonna have two within a two month period. So that's good. Dude. Yeah. That's it's, good for us. So uh it, it's crazy how fast it's coming. Like I, I seriously, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, and and the funny thing is, is you know, I, I I know we went back in May, but that feels like forever ago. And he and then before that um, you know, I'm, I'm going year on years now since I I've really properly been there. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just weird. Like I, I, it, yeah. it feels, it feels normal, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like, I'm a little nervous about it. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I get that. You just nervous about like the logistics of like, you know, yeah, getting just, there and all that. Yeah. Just, just cause I, like I, I got so used to like, we, we did things a certain way. And I know like a lot of those things just uh, like, like, um, like get it, you know, we used to use the magical express and all that. And you oh, know, yeah, knowing sure, yeah. that it's knowing that that's gone now, it's, um, yeah, like, like it, it, it's some of those habits, I guess, like I, I'm very much about habits and, yeah, yeah. um, and, and I even, I pointed this out to my wife actually, cause we, we were talking about some of this stuff and we were like, uh, and I said, you do realize, like, you know, we can't do these things. And we kind of had like a, <laughs> oh, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's a little bit of, of uh, you know, trying to figure out something new, which is, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, yeah. my trip is presenting me with some interesting challenges, right? Because we, you know, I, I have two different groups of people coming at two different times, right? So like I have... Mm -hmm. One group that's starting with me, then they're going to leave, and then another group that's coming, and they're going to be with us. And so just planning around that has been interesting because we've never really done anything like that before. And, you know, like, you know, some of them have magic bands, some of them do not, you know, which, of course, you don't really need to have them. Like, there's other options, but, you know, I'm not going to ask my in-laws to use their phones instead of, you know, a physical thing that they can touch to things, you know? So, right. but I mean, worst case scenario too, like, so we just got magic bands and we got one for my daughter and we got one for that, uh, you know, some for my in-laws and my mom and, and my stepdad both have some leftover ones and my sister and, and then they, they just use their phone. So like, you know, it's fine for them, but, um, you know, just the logistics around getting all that together and, and figuring everything out and, I don't think I discussed this on the show, but one of the things was, you know, that my parents are Florida residents and they were running like a, oh gosh, what was it like a, it's 40% off sale for, on tickets for a Florida residents. So, which is a Ooh. significant amount, you know, yeah. but you have to prove that you're a Florida resident. And so my mom had to make her own profile, whereas her profile before sat, you know, she had a profile under my profile, right? Because yeah. I would just do all the planning. So she had to create her own. And that's created some log logistical challenges between, you know, merging, you know, merging her plans with my plans and that kind of stuff. So, you know, and and like making sure that the magic bands that they have are going to work because those are all under mine. And then now they have their own accounts. And so it's been a whole thing. <laughs> but it's fine. Like now we're we're at the stage now of like uh, we're making shopping lists for, you know, the grocery order we're going to do. Um, and then we're, 
Oh, yeah. No. yeah. What's the, why, why did you say, oh, no, for that? <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that. I need to start <laughs> thinking about that myself, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I no. mean, we just do we just do Amazon. <laughs> honestly, we just do Amazon Prime, and we've done that in the past, and it's been fine, right? Like, we do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's I, Amazon. I don't Prime. know if I can do Amazon Prime, because I have, a, I have an Amazon Canada account, and I wonder if Question. it'll... If it'll yeah. translate over? Yeah. Because because there's sometimes where it'll be like nope you're you're in Canada I'm not going to let you do this like it's <laughs> it's it's weird that way but I might I, I used Instacart in the past so I might still just yeah. do an Instacart order but, yeah Instacart works too I mean yeah. there, there's so many services you can use but you know similar to you we also have the only people that are flying in that need transportation are my in laws so we and my my sister's flying in but she likes to take Uber anyway right so like she she doesn't want to wait for the bus. Right. She just wants yeah. to get there. And so my so I, my wife and I were kind of going over our options for transportation. And I, I actually think we're going to do the Sunshine Flyer. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So I think we're going to try that one out for them. Um, so that should be interesting. But yeah, I, I know you already you already tried a new one out. So you're going to. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Qu- Quicksilver was definitely good. And like as a, a you know, a town car service. I am. I will be curious to hear about your experience with, with Sunshine Flyer because yeah. they seem to be positioning themselves as the replacement for Magical Express. Well, and from what I've seen in like a lot of the groups, it seems like they are doing a very good job. Whereas, like yeah. the Mirrors replacement, uh, you know, replacement service for Magical Express, I've seen a lot of negative stuff about. Whereas yeah, Sunshine it, Flyer, it seems like it's they've been pretty good. Yeah, it's it's different management. Uh, approaches yeah. right and yeah. uh and actually coincidentally and, and so that this is not or i i didn't lead in just about sunshine flyer because i was trying to plug this but i did notice that dvc rental store um, oh, yeah. has an agreement now with sunshine flyer that if you book through dvc rental store you can do the sunshine flyer reservation as well so oh nice yeah um or did you oh you didn't see that uh, you know, I might have seen it and was just pretending okay. to have well, seen it. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Right. <laughs> no, I I had not seen that actually. I I, mu- I must have missed that. I did they post uh, so, that on social media? Yeah, um, yeah, I saw it. Um, I want to say about a week and a half ago they they had posted okay. something where yeah, so so they they have a partnership. So you know, DVC Rental Store being one of our sponsors. Hey, like th- this wasn't intentional. This wasn't part of the show, but. Uh, um, kind of cool that, uh, like you said, you know, I think Sunshine Flyer is really positioning themselves to be a replacement for Magical Express with, you know, partnerships like that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're interested to try it out. I mean, it's definitely more cost effective than most of them, you know. Yeah. So, um, we we definitely want to try it out and and see because my the thing about it is my in laws are getting in in the morning, but we're not even going to be there anyway. We're going to the Peppa Pig Park that day, so like they can kind of take their time getting from the airport to us. Like they're not in a rush, um, mm-hmm. and they're just going to you know hang out at the hotel while they wait for us to come back. So, um, yeah. So I mean, I we'll we'll see how it goes though. I'm I'm definitely uh, definitely interested to to check it out. So. And then, you know, what else are we doing? Oh, yeah. You know, just do it. Like getting all the stuff together. You know, it's you don't want to forget anything. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> it's always it's always the hard thing. You don't want to forget anything. Right. So like, you know, buying more sunscreen and, uh, you know, getting like uh, all the supplies that we, we want to bring with us and, and things like that. It's just 
it's just making you know i i'm i'm very much like a uh have to make a list person or else i will forget it so <laughs> yeah so do, yeah. do you know what makes that part especially challenging in canada um so so you know oh, yeah good the, the the stuff at you know it, like if you're shopping at walmart or whatever things rotate seasonally right oh yeah 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 sure so um things like sunscreen they do have it all year round but it goes from like you know, here's a shelf with a bunch of sunscreen on it to like it's shoved in a back corner somewhere because, you know, up here, ba- basically from like about now, like September on, people aren't using sunscreen for the sure, most part. Sure, Yeah. So, um, yeah, to, to your point about, you know, planning and making sure you have stuff like I a lot of times I'll like m- this is part of why I plan months ahead is that I have had it happen in the past where it's like. You know, not not just like sunscreen, but it's like, you know, hey, if, you know, if my son needs new shorts, right, it's like buying shorts in the fall in Canada is is very difficult. Like like you're basically stuck with shopping online, which, you know, can be like it's it's more painful than than going to the store and, you know, getting, you know, you know, trying on a pair, making sure it fits and all that. Right. So. See, that's um, why I got my sunscreen yeah. from it. I got, I bought my sunscreen from Amazon, right? So like I, I went, right. I just got it from Amazon because I don't have to worry about it. And I could get a three pack of it, you know, like, whereas I can't, if I go to the local store, they usually don't have this, you know, I get, we get like the spray stuff, you know, they, they didn't, they don't have it in a three pack. They just have one bottle, right? So I got like a yeah. three pack for a decent price from Amazon. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, I understand what you're saying though. That's, that's a, it's a different challenge. Yeah, it's it's funny because it, like, I, and I'm sure like you know where where you're living, it's it's usually warm enough all year round that you know, like you said, you know, you can buy a lot of the stuff on Amazon. But if it's sure. like, yeah. oh, you know, I forgot something, you know, last minute I gotta run to the store. You have the advantage of you know, ninety percent of the stores are carrying the type of stuff you need for a Florida trip, right? Like it's still like it, like yeah. that sunscreen, all that kind of stuff. Whereas you know where I am, you know, I, I can buy skis great but uh but you're, you know i'm, you're, you're just, I'm not <laughs> you're, you're making me think of the scene in, in frozen where they go into the uh into wandering oaken right? yeah. that's basically yeah. what it is right yeah, it, yeah. We, we very much get that out here like even like even walmart like like you know big big chains it's like you know fall hits and they're just like like yeah you know you big, big summer, summer blow up. And, <laughs> and everything is gone and you know good luck finding you know clothes that you need for florida or you know, sunscreen or a, or any of the other stuff that that you need to plan a trip like this. <laughs> See, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit spoiled by Amazon at this point because we have like a gigantic warehouse like within 20 miles of us, so we can get oh, almost so you get like same, same day, day. Everything. Yeah, yeah, we can almost get anything same day, and and usually it's free if it's over like 30 bucks. So like we're we're just like totally spoiled where it's like, oh, I need this thing. Oh, look, I can get it today. It's like, you know, and I'm ordering at two o'clock in the afternoon. How is this possible? Uh, but yeah, it's I, I kind of gotten spoiled a little bit with uh, with the same day. <laughs> yeah, not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to think of what else I've been trying to work on here. Like, because there's just so much, you know, it's. And I'm also too like I I like to plan things out too. So like in my head, like I'm thinking, oh, and all the so that's the other thing, right? I got an alert. I I'm I'm subscribed to Touring Plans to their premium subscription, right? And I I do recommend mm-hmm. it. I like Touring Plans. Um, and so they know that when my trip is, and they send me alerts when the um when the park hours change. 
And so oh. I got an I got an alert. I got an email for literally my entire trip that every park uh, time changed in in a good way though, right? So like now all the parks on all the days I'm there are opening at eight, but then you know they oh. do the early access at seven thirty. So I can technically get into most of these parks at seven thirty, and I'm just like. I mean, listen, I, my daughter wakes me up at six o'clock in the morning anyway, so we can do 730. I just feel bad, like making everybody else do it. But um, knowing the people I'm going with, you know, my, yeah. my mom is an early person, so we'll we'll be good. <laughs> like, yeah, they, but, they, they can just suck it up and deal with it. It's, you know, yeah, it's only a yeah. couple of days, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But and listen, it's a good thing, too, because, you know, I, I'm using the strategy of going to Magic Kingdom on a Halloween party day, right? And we're not going yep. to a Halloween party. And um, you know, if you if you look at anything and, and you know, this is this is one of those big tips that is like one of the best tips you could ever have. So the park closes at six o'clock, but the 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 uh lines are nothing. Like the lines are, you know, most rides are gonna be very short waits because most people decide to go to somewhere besides Magic Kingdom because the hours are short. But even though the hours are shorter, you're going to get more done because the lines are shorter. So to add an extra hour and give us an extra hour in the park, uh, that's great. Uh, I think that's going to be even more helpful. So, I mean, we're going to have a full like 10 hours that's available to us in the park, which is, you know, we'll get pretty much everything done in that time for sure. So, yeah, I I think with your your daughter, that will be more than enough time for you. Like you'll you'll find that, you know, this was a hard thing for me at first when we, when we started with my son, when he was young was that, you know, we wanted to keep going, but then we had to be cognizant of, you know, he was running out of steam. So we're going to power through Trevor. She's got to sleep in the, she got to sleep in the uh, stroller. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, you're, you're going about it the right way for sure. Like you're going to give yourself more than enough time. For sure. And and our plans are to like to leave Magic Kingdom a little early, probably like five, five thirty. And my parents absolutely love Wilderness Lodge. So I think we're going to boat our way over to Wilderness Lodge, try to get our way into Whispering Canyon. I actually this is a, a rare uh, fail by me is I, I scheduled a character lunch for us at Magic Kingdom on the day we're at Magic Kingdom. And I did yeah. nothing for dinner. I just totally di- whiffed on dinner completely. So we're going to try to get ourselves into Whispering Canyon. Worst case scenario, we go and eat at that little quick service that they have uh, on the water at uh, at um, Wilderness. But, you know, we may try to come back on the way back. Also try to go to, uh, to Top of the World, too. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, like we're going to see how hard we can push my daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we yeah. will see. But. But anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, just I'm in the final stages of all that planning and, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do the first day because we're really cutting it short on the first day because we're doing uh, hoop to do at four o'clock. So, you know, we're going to try to get in really early. We're going to drive down from my parents' house, um, which is like an hour, hour and a half away. So we're going to try to get there bright and early, get a nice, you know, a nice full day at Animal Kingdom. I think we can do Animal Kingdom from eight to like three and get a good amount done there, you know, especially yeah, since and, and- you can't ride any of the intense stuff anyway. So... Yeah, and, and keep in mind that, like, I mean, we, you know, we'll we'll be talking about this. You know, Dino Land is not really in any kind of that's true, good yeah. state right now, anyway. So yeah, you'll you'll probably find that that Animal Kingdom will be um, uh, a lot shorter of a day than you planned for. Well, that's the thing, right? So we're we're not going to do Dinosaur. We're not going to do uh, you know, we're going to do Everest. We're not going to do Flight of Passage uh, because my daughter can't do any of those things, right? So. Yeah. So we're going to knock all those off the list. So what does that leave? You know, the shows, the animals, um, you know, a couple of the smaller rides. Um, I mean, we're not going to do tough to be a bug either. That's going to terrify her. 
that's you got, a, yeah. You got to try and hit up the bird show. Yeah, we, we'll we'll try to do that. Even though my yeah. wife hates birds and is terrified of them, but we'll try to do that. Yeah, it's such a good show, though. Like, I, I, yeah, I like I, the bird shows. Yeah, I like the one where they fly over your. I, are you talking about the one where they just yeah. fly over your head? Or are you talking about the one that's in the that's up themed now? That's in the uh, in, in like that theater. The up themed one is what okay. I was talking okay. about. Yeah, yeah, that. So yeah, it's you know some. Yeah, the 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 uh, the macaws and everything is one thing, but yeah, the. Uh, the up show is definitely um, entertaining. Yeah, well, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a lot of that kind of stuff with my daughter, and then we'll. I so originally I had actually thought that hey maybe we drive straight from my parents right to the park, you know, because we have free parking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being a resort guest, we you know go right to the park, and then we'll have our cars, and we can drive over to Fort Wilderness, so we don't have to wait for a bus. But I presented this to the group, and they were like, "No, let's go to the hotel, drop all, get all of our stuff out of the car." You know, give it to concierge, <laughs> then take the bus over, and then we'll we'll just do the buses and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I would prefer to drive, but you know, that's it, yeah. I also don't want to leave my stuff in the car though either. I would feel better about having it out of my car and with concierge. But that, that that's true. It's just yeah, the, the there's a bit of an efficiency game there. Oh yeah, I know. That, Trust me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing about staying stay, you've never stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, right? So like one of the no. things about staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, if you're going to Animal Kingdom that day, like first of all, they have a crazy amount of buses because the sh- the the drive is like 4 minutes. It's like it's it's nothing to get from it's, Animal yeah, Kingdom it's, Lodge. It's a quick route. Yeah. It's a very quick route. So like you don't really have to wait on buses that long usually and like when you once you do get on the bus, you're there in a couple minutes. So it's it's not a terrible option to do it that way. It just you know I, I'm trying to be like I like you said I'm trying to be efficient, right? So, but it's all good. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. So, all right, you want to start? We just been talked for twenty minutes about about uh, our trips, but uh, do you want to talk about uh, some of these questions we got? Yeah, let, let, let's uh, let's hammer through these listener questions and uh, all right, and get going here. So this one's actually from last week that we didn't answer. Uh, because mm. we did all the D23 stuff last week. So Christopher said, thoughts on if it is worth buying a Riviera resale, even though you would not be able to make reservations at other DVC resorts. It depends on how much you like Riviera. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, he, here's, I guess, the dilemma of this whole thing is yeah. if you're, you know, if you're like me, you know, I, I bought into Poly and I just stay at the Poly. So if if there was no, um, if there was, you know, staying restrictions on my poly contract i wouldn't be too hurt by it you'd be fine with that yeah i'd just be like fine i'm staying at the poly um so you know i i guess that's maybe the way to think about this is you know are you fine with you know every time you go you'll be at the same hotel every time which you know honestly riviera is not that bad for positioning like it's it's pretty central to actually a lot of different things so um and you, know, you have your own I, skyliner stop i mean which you yeah. can't can't beat you know yeah it, it's easy access to both hollywood studios and epcot and you know if, if you happen to have park hoppers you can get over to magic kingdom you know through epcot using the monorail or but again you know you know bus wise it's kind of it, it's it's right in between animal kingdom and magic kingdom for buses as well so it's a very well positioned resort it is yeah so so you know is it i guess you know how badly do you feel you need to stay at the other resorts would be the question and and you you know keep in mind like you know for us we we stay at, at the poly but 
that doesn't stop us from hitting up the other resorts. We we do go over to Wilderness Lodge. We've you know we've gone looked at Riviera. We like there, you know. I, I guess it's you know it's where your room is, right? But you know, yeah, there there are worse places to be than Riviera. Would be my take on that. Yeah. So yeah. I guess the challenge becomes right, like if you're not that person that schedules 11 months out ahead of time, like what if you want to do a last minute trip and Riviera is all booked up, then you're just kind of, you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Get the, I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah, that, that, that is a fair point. And because like I said, for me, you know, the, the way that I travel is I am always booking far enough ahead. So I'm always yeah. getting the poly and, and, you know, what I want and all that. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, depending on your, your traveling style, if, uh, I guess, yeah, if you're closer to what, you know, what Damon does, you know, Damon will book a, at Old Key West or Saratoga because they're, you know, they're, they're usually the last resorts available, but, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I Which guess he's it, fine with, although Old Key yeah. West is his new favorite resort now, he said, so, <laughs> yeah, it, it, so, but yeah, the, the problem here is if, if you're like that, you may run into situations where you try to book Riviera and you can't for a particular set of days so yeah yeah but i mean it really just kind of depends on on you individually right so if Mm -hmm. if you're okay with staying at river like you're trevor you would be okay if you never stayed at anywhere besides the poly ever again right and like for me i like to we like to stay at different resorts like i know we stay at animal kingdom a lot but we do like to check out different resorts and and uh you know go to different places and i mean neither one is a big deal right like if you want to do it that way i want to do it that way who cares right like it's whatever that's why dvc is great right because you can kind of make it what you want it to be and so you know i i think it makes sense uh that if you don't if you j- don't care about staying at the same resort all the time sure buy dvc by riviera resale sure why not yeah but you know if you want to stay at other places and that's a big thing to you because like we always talk about this right like it's what resort do you buy into is the question right and and the answer is depends and it depends on what you value (laughs) right it always depends on what you value do you value staying at the resort you bought into do you value points you know cost per point do you value what the dues are like which part of that equation like what's the most important thing to you and that and with riviera resale you have the added you know piece of do you care that you can only stay at this resort for the rest of time <laughs> you know what i mean so um yeah i i just think it's up to you yeah i hope i hope that's so, that's a good answer there <laughs> yeah i i mean i i think yeah i i think the like you said you know the short answer we gave is you know you you have to really sit down and look at what's important to you and um if if it ticks enough of the boxes riviera might make sense yeah. but yeah it also might not so that's exactly yeah uh all right let's um so sean says if you could add a magic carpet ride let's pretend the dumbo knockoff one doesn't exist uh, what park would it be, and what kind of ride would it be? A magic carpet ride. This is this is a it's an mm. interesting question. Um, I think you could put something in Hollywood Studios. I feel like Hollywood Studios is the place where you can just throw anything you want now because it's like, you know, just a mishmash mm-hmm. of a bunch of different IP, and which is fine. Like that's what they're going for, right? Like that's yeah. that's what they're doing. So just be that's okay, right? Like. I, I would almost say that it should be like a Peter Pan kind of ride system. The problem is that you can't really do that with a magic carpet because you're going to see, you know, like yeah, whatever's it, it holding up the carpet. Yeah, it's going to ruin yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like it has to be some sort of new technology, you know, where you, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I was almost leaning towards like something like a trackless ride system. But like you said, the, the, the challenge is it has to be set up in such a way that the carpet is visible, but also not dangerous because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't want the sides just open. But my my thinking was um, actually the, the the easy answer is um, the Cave of Wonders. As oh sure, yeah, sure, sure. Like, yeah. like you know, you know, do a the escape and, from Cave of Wonders kind of. Yeah, thing. so so you you know, kind of in the same you know in the same vein as all the trackless rides, you know, Ratatouille and whatnot. You know, you do the Cave of Wonders. You can you can um, you know si- you know simulate a lot of that. And, and of course, because it's a flying thing, like because initially I was like, well, you, could you do a coaster? Yeah, but the problem is, is that you know a coaster doesn't give the same movement as a magic carpet like it has no. to be a simulator type ride yeah and then exactly. and then the other fun thing too is that you know an escape from the cave of wonders you know that does leave it open to variation like you know that sure, there could yeah. be branching paths and and all kinds of different stuff with it so yeah that that would be my thinking is is yeah you know what Again, I, I know I know some people, you know, Damon's probably rolling his eyes somewhere even without listening to this. That, <laughs> uh, you know, another trackless car ride. And I'm uh, fine with all the trackless. Keep doing trackless. Yeah. I like trackless. I you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I I think I think to do a, a good magic carpet ride, it, it has to be the Cave of Wonders escape. I agree with like, you. Um yeah. I so I talked about this in the Discord and I don't know if you saw Trevor, but I mm-hmm. was I was watching um a YouTube video with my daughter, um, the, the, you know, uh, you never had a friend like me sequence from Aladdin. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, I was like remembering playing the Aladdin game on Genesis when I was a kid and how frustrating of a game that was and how difficult of a game it was. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that exists. Like if they, you know, re-release that on like switch. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. sure enough they had yeah, years <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, and like back in 2019. So I downloaded it and I was playing it uh, yesterday and I was just like, Man, this game is not only just as frustrating as I remember it, but I'm also just as bad as a, 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 at it as I remember, if not worse. Like I think I'm worse at it than now because I'm, my reflexes are not as good. But those old games were like ne- so unforgiving, you know, because it was like, yeah. oh, you fell in the water, you're dead. There goes your life. You had three yeah, you, of them. You got one. Continue. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, start you back at the beginning. You yep. know, no, no, no health bar. No nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it also mm-hmm. came with the Lion King game too, which I, was another game that I played. That's a lot another one. Kid. Yeah. And that one is even worse. That one's even harder than the, than the Aladdin one, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, fun, but frustrating. <laughs> so yeah. I'll, I'll admit I, I do like those classic hard games. Um, yeah, you know yeah. I I grew up with that, and um, I I don't think I ever finished Aladdin. But oh, I never I got, did either. No, I got decent at it, but th- th- there was plenty of other games. I feel I could probably get through Aladdin at this point. It would take me a little bit, but um, be, and, and this is only because I played. There is a whole list of other games out there that are, you know, frustrating, hard yeah. games. And I have beaten a lot of them. So, you know, like, like I actually even going back, like the original Castlevania on, on Nintendo was like crazy hard to finish. Um, So yeah, like it's, I, I know what you mean is, you, you know, those, those games are so, uh, you, you know, they, they pose themselves as, Hey, it's Disney, you know, what could go wrong. Right. And it's actually, yeah one of the more punishing games out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really yeah. it's it really is yeah. man it's it, it i mean i think lion king's even worse you start with like 
three lives and like no joke mm. i also like sometimes i'm like i hit the jump button and you didn't jump and i died like you know what i mean like that, yeah. that kind of stuff and it's like i mean i only had three lives and one continued to start off and it's just like i died so quickly <laughs> it's just maybe they need to somehow make that into a ride that like yeah. that the, the ride is as long as you can keep yourself alive on the ride yeah. like like you, you like you get like three lives and so some people the ride will last like 30 seconds and for other people, you know, hey, you, you can last for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's, yeah. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. No. So I was I just, you know, I, I also like that they didn't actually like um, they didn't really update them that much. Right. Like they're still like no, they just they just yeah. re-released them as a mastered collection. Yeah, like they didn't like update the graphics or anything. It's you know, yeah. it's it's pretty much the same. So <laughs> just playable on a current gen console because yeah, uh, yeah. um, I, I, for for any game enthusiasts out there, if you, if you try to go back and hook up a Nintendo or a Genesis now on newer TVs, it's getting harder and harder to get the like. I, I mean, most TVs have the right connectors on the back, but it's becoming less and less common. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, hooking up your old Genesis to uh, you know your sixty-inch TV, uh, and also it like the the aspect ratio is off too, so it's it mess. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't look right. So yeah, it's it's good that they remastered some of those, so at least yeah, it's no. playable. Yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Rob wants to know. Looks like their opening spots to apply for planned Disney panelists are the perks worth the work. So. I actually, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the perks actually are. Uh, I was going to say, what are the perks even? Yeah, I Googled this and I found an article from 2020. So I don't know if it's changed, but it sounds like the all they get is a free stay at a Disney park or vacation club resort of their choice for five nights with three other people. So Mm. that seems to be it. (laughs) Which, listen... I think if you're doing this, it's not you're not doing it for money, right? Like you're yeah. <laughs> do, you're doing this because you want to help other people, right? Like, and that's like when I did the travel agency stuff, and I, I know a lot of travel agents that are like this. You know, the money was just kind of like a a nice to have. Like we were doing it because we wanted to. Like we thought it was fun. We had a, we had a fun time helping other people with the experience that we had had, you know, going to Disney. So like, that's really what it was about. And I think these people have the same kind of thing going on. Like, and if you don't have a full-time job, if this is just kind of like something to keep you busy and something, you know, you want to do, yeah, sure. Do it. You know, like who cares about it? If I was financially secure enough that I didn't have to have a full-time job, yeah, I would consider doing this, but yeah, this this looks like a lot more work than what it's worth. Well, it's, if, it's also incredibly difficult to get accepted too. They only select yeah. a certain amount of people, and they get tens of thousands of applications. So, yeah. So yeah. So from my standpoint, Rob, no. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Uh, okay, you want to do Dan K's yeah, question? So, I had to yeah. I had to make sure it said Dan K and not Danny. Yeah, we, we have a couple of Dans asking <laughs> questions. So, a couple of Dans. Uh, yeah, so Dan K says, regarding the blue sky concept discussions at D23, would you prefer either Zootopia or Moana to replace Dinoland at Animal Kingdom? For Magic Kingdom, would you prefer either Coco or Encanto behind, land behind Big Thunder Mountain? 
I'm curious to hear your take on what's possible, ride food shows, et cetera, with both both expansions. So I, I don't, why does it have to be an either or? <laughs> yeah. So so and I feel like I know he wants us to break down ride food and shows and stuff. I think we might just need to keep it higher level in the intent of, you know, not having the show go like two and a half hours. And also well, this might be a good, I was like, going to say, maybe this is our yeah. other waitlist topic from all. Yeah. 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 The, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah may, maybe this is a, this is a, uh, you know, a new land discussion, but um, yeah. so, so to start by answering the question, you know, e- uh, either or for either of these lands. So, so yeah, again, if, if they chose not to do both and it was an either or in animal kingdom, I personally would like to see Zootopia before Moana. And the only, or one of the reasons that I say that is that Moana is already getting some stuff at Epcot. And I feel it's better to, you know, you know, spread the love with the different franchises. So, you know, Zootopia doesn't really have anything in North America. So that would be a good opportunity to, to, you know, bring some Zootopia. And I also, and I know not everybody you know, like Zootopia, you know, we, we, <laughs> there's quite, quite a heated discussion this. on yeah. Facebook about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think it is a good franchise and I think, you know, there, there is opportunity with that to blend it in with, you know, the overall message of animal kingdom, which is, you know, you know, talking about animal preservation, all that, because, you know, I, I feel they can approach some of those subjects from the lens of Zootopia which, you know, you know, can, again, the whole intent is, you know, to help engage people. And, sure. and I don't think there's anything wrong with using Zootopia to do that. Like I said, personally, I like the show. I think it's, I think it's a good show. And I would, I would be thrilled to see a land in a couple of rides based on it. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, you know, I, I did think it was interesting that there were, I, I thought Zootopia was one of those movies that most people liked, right? You know, like I didn't mm-hmm. think that there was some people that didn't care for that movie. Um, but, you know, I, I think to your point, I, I, I get like the, the intent of Animal Kingdom was to, you know, to show real animals, right? But like, I, I, and I said this in the, I said this in yeah. the, in the Facebook group, like, Pandora's box has already been opened and and that's not a pun. I mean, that's a, you know, a pun intended right there, right? Like that's once you throw in Pandora there with mystical animals that don't exist, I think, you know, you can throw animals there that, you know, are police officers and, uh, <laughs> it, know, it even, have it even predates. Yeah. It, it actually predates that. Because, I agree. Yeah. You know, ever Everest was there first, which has a Yeti in it. Like, sure. Yeah. A you know, we, animal, yeah, yeah, we're already into you know the world of of fantastical. So, yeah, I, I I don't think it's as far deviating as people want to believe it is. I mean, so. I, I just feel like it fits. I like, I know yeah. it's like, I understand, like you know, and the argument was being made, right? That's like the the intent of Animal Kingdom was to to go away from the anthropomorphizing of animals, right? Like, and, and which is odd because Disney actually created that basically, right? Like the early, they created the whole (laughs) nature documentary where they like made up stories that were going on and, and, you know, gave the animals human problems and all like that. That's a, that's a Disney creation from like the thirties or maybe forties. I don't know, but it's, it was a long time ago, right? Like, so it's, it's really irrelevant at this point, but yeah, but I mean, they, they kind of created that idea. Right. And, and when you watch a Disney nature documentary, now you know they they create these fictitious stories and give these animals human problems and things like that and and i get that they were trying to go away from that with animal kingdom i just think we're past that right i mean like even like you go to go to the um 
it's tough to be a bug, right? Like it's mm-hmm. tough to be a bug is, is doing that with, with, with insects, right? Like you're, you're d- human problems with insects basically. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that, it's, yeah. I think, I think the, the thing is, or, you know, maybe the, the, the thing people need to focus on is not that, but more that, you know, it, it can show how animals coexist and how people can coexist with animals. Yeah. Like I, I think, yeah. And I think that ties back into the larger theme of Animal Kingdom is, you know, how to coexist with the, you know, nature, you know, the natural world. So, you know, I I don't think Zootopia is a bad choice for this one. No, I agree. I I agree. I know uh, there are others that don't. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so in Magic Kingdom now, um, Coco or Encanto, I want to hear your answer first because I know mine. But I want to hear what you say. See, first. I don't want to do an or though. I think there's room for both. Like, okay, but I'm gonna force. I'm gonna force the either or because that's the question here. So, so, okay. so if they didn't do both, either or, Coco or Encanto. I think that this is this is really hard because I think that Coco maybe fits a little more into that area. A little mm-hmm. bit, you know, uh, just that general area. But I mean, if you're going to like cut it off like you do with Star Wars land, where it's just like, you know, you walk through a tunnel where you can't see anything. And then all of a sudden it's a whole different place. Like it doesn't really matter if it fits in with the big thunder, you know, Aesthetic, theme. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter if it, it just depends on how they do it. Right. I also think, though, Coco has a lot of possibilities, right? And not that Encanto doesn't, because I think Encanto does. But I think Encanto's possibilities lie within the house, within the casita, right? And mm-hmm. kind of nowhere else, right? <laughs> like, because most of it is about the house. Most of it is, they, they do a little bit in the town there. But mo- Coco is a little bit different because there's that whole underworld, you know, that's like got these really cool things to it, you know? And there's there's so many neat things they can do with that and you know just the whole day of the dead celebration thing that they can do they just have that be a year-round day of the dead thing and i i just think there's a lot of interesting things i i would want to walk through coco's town you know like i or, you know miguel's town you know right it's the town in coco yeah i always yeah we, it's in my house it's funny because my whenever my daughter sees miguel she says coco like she just you know yeah. associates yeah so, like, you think <laughs> his name should be coco but yeah exactly no, but yeah. it's not yeah but um, but yeah, no. So like you're walking through that town, like, and they're celebrating day of the dead. Like there's a lot of cool stuff there and I would like to see that, but I mean, honestly, I want both. <laughs> yeah. That, to- totally fair. I, I agree too, but I guess so. So that, yeah, I, I was actually leaning the other way that, um, I, I wanted, I want to see Encanto before yeah, I want to sure. see Coco. And, and my thinking was, I, I know you were saying, you know, most of it focuses around the house, but I I was having visions of how they did Cars Land where like Radiator Springs was brought to life as a whole area. Sure. And and you know in Encanto it like it like you said it is the town. Like my thinking was, you know, you know having the town there as like the you know this place where you explore and there's shops and yeah. and whatever and then and then the the house is like obviously the centerpiece of the whole land. With, you know, that either leads into a ride or it's, a, you know, an, an explorable house like, like, you know, the it does stuff. I don't know. Like it, it, <laughs> yeah. it does in the movie. I, I don't know how they could do that, but uh, it may basically make it like a fun house or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. There's uh, a lot they can do there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that would have been my preference if, if I had to either or it is, you know, I I would I would see I would like to see Encanto before Coco. And, and I know what you mean about. I feel, I feel they could, um, split like 
they could effectively split it up from Big Thunder. Like you said, it's it's kind of hard because Big Thunder is, you know, that very like like Western, like like Arizona yeah. type looking rock, whereas yeah. Encanto is is more jungle. But I feel they could bridge that with, you know, because of the fact that Encanto is in a valley, like you you can kind of build it up as a, as, you know, enclosed around all sides so that uh you know it 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 keeps the uh the illusion better. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, so Lee did a follow-up question to this, too. And to build mm-hmm. on this question, what do you think timelines look like? Also, why don't why don't you think Disney talked about the future of Tomorrowland at D23? Uh, we know it's happening. They threw the Blue Sky concept out and didn't touch Tomorrowland. So, so mm. I, I think timelines are a long way off, right? Like, yeah. I minimum five years, I would say. 20, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want to say, you know, we won't see anything substantial until at least 2025. So, you know, that's at least three and a half years out from now. Right. So the fact that these are still concepts means they've developed the basic idea, but they really haven't developed like what the ride's going to be, what the food's going to look like. Like they haven't really, these are basic ideas, right? Like, so they're still far. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I guess the question is, is, and this is, this is really the big question here is how much did they learn from developing star Wars land? Because yeah, no, that's true. it felt like Star Wars Land took forever, but I I would hope along the way that Disney figured out some ways to, you know, f- from from the conceptual point to to you know engineering and and you know you know implementing it, you know I I feel like they somebody in the background has to care about making that more efficient, and, sure. and I guess I would I would hope I would hope that Disney you know you know learn some lessons from from developing a land like that. And, you know, maybe they can get it done faster or, you know, more efficiently, but, you know, maybe they can't, maybe there's, maybe there's something I'm not seeing that, you know, says, you know, it'll always be five years, but, you know, it would be nice to at least see some move like, like, you know, right now we're not going to see anything. I I assume for at least the next year or more, I would assume in the next two to three years, we'll start seeing, you know, development and building and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, to to answer Lee's question too about why didn't they talk about Tomorrowland and why didn't they talk about you know there was a lot of things they didn't talk about right I mean there there was yeah. a lot of things I think it's just and we kind of talked about this last episode like Disney's very good at PR like they're very good at putting out messages when they want to put message messages out and so I mean it could be a lot of things it could be they're not ready to talk about Tomorrowland maybe not everything is finalized yet you know maybe they um. You know, it's one thing for them to announce something like, uh, you know, a theater at Magic Kingdom, then cancel it later. It's another thing for them to fully announce a redo at Tomorrowland and then cancel the whole thing. Right. Like that would be like, that's a major issue. Right. So like they might just not be ready for Tomorrowland. Like they might not know what the the future that's going to look like, what, you know, the maybe not all the plans are finalized like they or they just, you know, didn't want to announce it at D23. Like Disney likes to spread these this news out and, you know just think about this, like D23 happens, you know, just this one time a year. Right. So like, and, 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 you know, they have destination D23 and then they have the expo and all that stuff. But like this, it's a couple hours that they have to talk through this stuff. So they're not going to announce everything at all, all at once. They do that sometimes, right? Like a couple of years ago, they announced a ton of stuff, right? They announced like, you know, star Wars land and all a whole bunch of stuff that was coming. Right. But Disney st- will announce stuff outside of these events. Like they do it mm-hmm. all the time. They'll make major announcements not at one of these events. So like 
they can talk about a whole new land at Epcot on just a random Tuesday. Like, you know, if that's yeah. what they think they want to do, like if that's what their PR strategy is, like, and they're ready to announce those things, like they don't care about doing it at these events. They have very specific things they want to do at these events and, and they're very, for very specific audiences. And, and so listen, like there's a lot of reasons why they might not have talked about Tomorrowland, uh, but you know, I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear something eventually. I- I, I think, you know, there's definitely two things that I immediately think about for, you know, why they didn't talk about it. Um, you know, look back at when they first announced uh, Splash Mountain getting redone, right? Yeah. Um, two things happened there. One, it instilled a panic about, like, yeah. people buying up merchandise and eBaying stuff and all that. So, you know, Disney doesn't want to... They don't want to promote that as much as, you know, hey, it makes for a great sale day when, you know, the whole shop gets cleared out in one day. But, you know, for something like Tomorrowland, if they did that, you know, that cause that's, you know, on a whole other scale, you know, that causes a little bit of that frenzy and panic. And then also the second thing that came out was the confusion afterwards, because I remember people, you know, for a long time going, you know, Splash Mountain still open. Is this, you know, no, are they closing it today? Like, like, you know, because because they announced this thing that they're like, yeah, we're we're planning to do something. You know, it turned into this like, are they closing it now? Are they closing it now? And like there was no there was no indication whatsoever, right? Um, so yeah, it's you know, you know, Disney doesn't want to or you know they have to be cognizant of that and especially for something like Tomorrowland like like you said they they want to be sure they're doing it because that's a whole section of Magic Kingdom yeah. that's going down and that will create you know that'll create a whole bunch of chaos in that area that I don't think Disney wants to necessarily deal with until they're ready to deal with it absolutely and yeah and and right now you know with Tron still under construction and everything they don't need that at the moment the other thing too like you said about them choosing you know they can announce things on any day I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you know, Disney had their stuff for D23. I'm sure they're looking at timelines for, you know, again, we we talked previously about, you know, they're not they're not in direct competition with Universal, but there is definitely a timing game. Sure. And there is something to be said for, you know, hey, you know, Universal is about to open, you know, something on this day. Let's throw an announcement out that day. Like they want to Absolutely. keep some things in their back pocket, you know, cuz that can draw attention away from the competitor. And yeah, you know, like you said, you know, Disney does not want to just, you know, dump everything all on D23 and not have other things to announce throughout the year. Exactly. You know, when they need it or when they choose to do it. So, yeah, like they like yeah. to they like to to stage their announcements out, right? Like they yeah. they don't want to announce everything all at once. I mean, there are major projects that have been announced on, you know, just a random week. You know, like it's and that's just how they do stuff and and you know, it's I think they wanted mm-hmm. to D23 has a different audience, right? Like so I think they just wanted to bring those blue sky things to the D23 audience cuz they knew it was going to create an internet chatter. You know, they knew that it was going to get people talking. And I think that's really why they did it. And they and we talked about this. I think they're market testing. They're really just trying to see what people thought of it and what people thought of the ideas. You know, it it's interesting though Trevor too. Like I'm just you know, because I like to do this, I like to get a, a, a feel for, uh, you know, the geography, right? So I, I pulled up, I just, I'm looking at a satellite image of Magic Kingdom and I'm looking behind Big Thunder, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about the challenges they're going to have. Like, how are they going to get get people even into this land, right? And, and the reason I say that is because 
is it going to be on the right hand side of Big Thunder? Is it going to be the left hand side of Big Thunder? Because there's a train track in the way. <laughs> so you either just cross train track. I mean, listen, they could just have you cross the train tracks or, you know, I don't think they prefer to do that, though. I think they prefer to go, you know, under or above somehow. Um, but I'm also just looking at the land that's behind here, right? So you have Floridian Way that's there, which is a, a back road that is, you know, uh, mostly used by by Disney cast members and, you know, like for service and things like that. But they are building that new road over there. Remember, we speculated about this a while ago because they're yeah. building that that new road uh, over over to the left of it that theoretically, I guess, could be used to replace the, this little side road, right? But you also have several bodies of water as well that they would have to divert. So there's some land here, and I, I actually measured it out on here. There's about 11 acres that they can build on without having to divert any of the water or anything like that. Um, but you know they'd still have to get around the whole train track issue because the train sh- the train goes right through that whole area. Um, so yeah, I mean it would be interesting to see how this would actually play out, where it would be built, how big it would actually be. Um, and you know, what kind of space they would actually use. So it's kind of what I was thinking there too. It's just, you know, where are they going to put this? How's yeah. it going to look? So, which, yeah, again, it's, you know, I think <laughs> I, I'm seriously waiting for, you know, somebody to walk up to big thunder and be like, you know, how do I get to Encanto? Like in the, like, I can see that happening in like the next week. Yeah. That, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> where, where, where's the Canto? Right? Like, yeah, I saw I saw yeah. I saw a thing about that on the internet. I want to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's totally a thing that will happen. It's the the three o'clock parade question. When's the three o'clock yeah. parade? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, but anyway, I mean I like I said, I think it'd be interesting. They do have land back there. I mean, it's not like they don't have the space. There's a whole bunch of open land, but You've got several bodies of water and you got a train track and you got a full on road. <laughs> so there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff you got to do uh, to to get around, the, you know, to, to use this land that's back there. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying they can't do it because they can. And obviously they're preparing for this eventu- eventuality by building this this new kind of highway um, over to the left there. So it's um, yeah, I, I mean, they're they're They look like they're getting prepared to do something with this area, but you know, who knows what we have to see. So, yep. So I, I like how, as you were talking here, you removed the uh, question about the Nintendo direct <laughs> that uh, Sean asked. If you, but, I mean, uh, if you want to, if you want to answer it, you can, uh, I just, I but, removed it only because we, we are going pretty long already. So I was, yeah, j- real quick. Yes. I, um, uh, the new Zelda game, uh, tears of the kingdom. I'm getting skyward sword vibes from it. I like it. I loved breath of the wild looking forward to it, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that looks when it comes out. I'm just excited about um, Goldeneye coming back. I'm going to go play Goldeneye on. Yeah. The, the N64 games yeah. there, there's actually, there is a lot of good stuff, but yeah, that's for a whole other discussion. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for another podcast. We haven't created. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So Last Dan- question. Yeah. D- Dan H says, <laughs> does any of you still iron your clothes should we do I, any I, of you dan come on <laughs> I, I i i would rather quote him verbatim okay don't sorry. don't edit it tom don't well damon it. always yells at me when i don't like spell check I, the questions like and i'm yeah, like well i just I, damon's not here so so, <laughs> so does, does any of you still iron your clothes if you do do you iron your clothes while on vacation like are, are the like, who are the people that request an iron in their Disney hotel room? <laughs> Maybe you were attending a wedding. I could see it. But to go to the parks, really? Yeah. Um, 
Okay. So I, first of all, I hate ironing period. Like, yeah, I, I think the only time I do generally iron clothes is for a wedding. And there hasn't been a lot of weddings in my family. Like pretty much everyone in my family who was going to get married has gotten married. So it's been years since I've had to iron anything. I also have a dryer that has the, uh, the, um, the de wrinkle cycle oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I use that for my work shirts, which works perfectly fine. You know, they come out and they're, you know, they're not wrinkled and they're, they're wearable because I, you know, I don't, I just have to wear business casual. So, um, D no, I don't iron my clothes. And yeah, I, I, I see your point, Dan, that, you know, I think every hotel room has an iron in it and an ironing board. And yeah, I, I don't know who's using that. And yeah, you're right. Maybe it is just those people that are, you know, there for a wedding and you know they brought something and they just need to iron it before the wedding i feel like i see people in the parks in impractical clothing all the time though like you know that's probably there's probably some people out there i i will admit this on the show and i'm okay with admitting this because i really don't care i have never ironed a single thing in my life i do not know how to use an iron i couldn't iron something if you handed it to me and asked me to all of the dress clothes i have are non-iron uh non-wrinkle clothing because I refuse to iron. So <laughs> yeah, I, same thing. I, I do try to buy, you know, you know, non wrinkle stuff, but you know, I, I have a couple of dress shirts that I do have to iron, but I, um, I, I will say somebody gave me a, 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 not one of the non iron shirts and, and I like the shirt a lot, but I refuse to wear it cause I will not iron it. <laughs> it's just too much effort. I, I, I'm, I need to put my clothes on and go. I'm not dealing with ironing stuff. It's just too much. I, I, I will say this. Like I said, I don't, I don't iron a lot. But those times when I do have to, like, like when I finally am like, fine, I'm going to iron this shirt. Um, it is, it is very zen. Like, is it? Is it? It, it is. Like, like I don't know. Like, ironing can be relaxing when you get into it. Um. For for those of you that know what I'm talking about, like, you know, you got the steam and it's, you know, it's very like, it, it's very satisfying when you see all the wrinkles come out of your clothes and everything is like nice and flat and crisp and all that. But uh, yeah, it's not an everyday thing. I'll find my Zen <laughs> elsewhere. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but for, for those of you that have iron, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, that's it. fine, Tom. If, if you don't know, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm, um. good. I'm good. I don't, I don't need, I don't need hot things, spraying hot yeah. steam and yeah. All right. Let, well, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, Thank you, Dan, for that question. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and do our ad. Let's let's go ahead and do our ad. All right, our ad this week is for DVC Resale Market. They are sponsoring this episode. Uh, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC companies, the leader in the DVC resale industry, with thirteen former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2021, DVC Resale Market helped over 4,400 families join or or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's one 844 382-7767. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. So okay. uh, we don't really need to talk that much about this. It's kind of like a whatever news to me. But, uh, you know, when there's DVC news out there, I feel like it needs to be talked about. Yeah. So 
So Vacation Club, uh, so DVC actually just uh, dissolved their concierge collection and then expanded the options with intervals. So what does this mean, right? So essentially, this is uh, they're opening this up to different hotels, right? Like that's that's essentially what they're doing. They're they're opening up uh, different hotel options through Interval International, which they you know they already have the uh, relationship with. And um, I think it's really just them getting rid of their own program and just utilizing what they already have through a partner, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I feel the concierge collection was, you know, I, I looked at it years ago and I kind of came to the same conclusion as a lot of people that it, it never really seemed worth it. Yeah. And it was always like, if you were going to go down that route anyway, you, you like, you might as well, like you either pay cash for, you know, a Disney room or you go somewhere else. And if you're going somewhere else, so yeah, you're going through interval or I can't remember what it was previously now. Like it seems like ages ago. Um, uh, yeah, I'm forgetting too. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, so, so, so yeah, you, you'd either you know, rent your points through, through the third party or you would, you know, you'd, or you'd rent out your points and pay cash. Like, like concierge was kind of like the worst deal of, of anything yeah. it seemed like. So I understand why, you know, Disney probably looked at it and went, yeah, you know, we're not really getting a lot of, you know, takers for this. So, you know, instead of instead of keeping with, you know, concierge, they're getting rid of that, which, you know, probably frees up some funds, which, you know, let them better invest into, you know, allowing because, you know, it's agreement with Interval. And yeah. so so they've opened it up to now there is more places available to book through Interval. Yeah, which, exactly. Great. Like that, that's to me, that seems, you know, like the, the smarter idea and, you know, I'll go back, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I had a look at interval for places close to me and it didn't have an amazing selection, like, or I mean, it didn't even have a great selection. Like there was like maybe two or three hotels that in the area that I was looking in. Um, but I'll definitely go back and have another look at it, you know, hoping that, uh, that, you know, there'll be more stuff available. And the nice thing too, like, like they pointed out here is, you, you know, you can book rooms through interval with a combination of your DVC points and cash. So, you know, if you, 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 you don't have to just worry about like, well, do I convert enough points? Like you can convert some of your points, however much you decide and then pay the rest cash, which, you know, the, it just opens itself up to more and more flexibility, Agreed. which I, yeah. I think I think Disney is at least listening to that part that people do want to be flexible with their bookings. So yeah, seems good to me. Yeah, it seems like a positive change, right? Yeah. So I don't really see any negatives. To be fair, I wasn't trolling through the concierge collection before, so I really I'm not super familiar with it. But um yeah, no, it seems like a positive change. Yeah. All right, so I think that's enough right. of that. Uh I, I so I know we briefly talked about all the video game announcements last week, but I found this article mm-hmm. that it's kind of summing them all up. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the video game stuff because first of all, I'm like really pumped for Disney illusion Island, which is the 2d platformer yeah. that they're building. Um, that's going to come out on switch in 2023. It just looks awesome. Right. It like, it, it reminds me of new super Mario brothers, which was a, it was, yeah, like four player platforming, which yeah. Um, if, if the people you're playing with are on the same page, it can be a lot of fun. Um, if, <laughs> if yeah. um, I've, I, I have played cooperative platforming games before where somebody chooses violence and <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing go, falls apart. 
but uh, th- this seems like it, you know, that being Disney, you know, that they want to try and ensure that it's, you know, th- there's not opportunities to troll your, your friends, well, but you know, <laughs> it does look like you could play solo too. So if you don't want yeah, to play exactly. friends, you can play solo. So <laughs> yeah, 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 that that's true too. Yeah. You, you can play by yourself, but I said, the, like I said, I'm excited for this because this is something like me and my wife and my son can sit down and play together. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. This it, totally a Disney game. <laughs> yeah. And it looks, it looks really cool. Just like the, like you talked about it, like the way it's animated and stuff like that. Just, it looks, it just looks like a fun yeah. game. So yeah, it, it almost looks like a, a, a cleaned up version of the Disney shorts. Yeah. But it's not, that's, right? it's a like, slightly different style though. Right. Because yeah, it's like, it, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean is like, like it's still, it's still reads similar to how the Disney shorts are animated, but it seems like, yeah, somebody went back and like refined or cleaned up the style yeah. yeah like goofy doesn't you know i know a lot of people always he's not like goofy looks like a homeless person or like you know something like that it's and he doesn't look like that so yeah yeah they they, they made him look a little better the the um the, the animation is um it's it still looks this like yeah it like it looks me, similar it still looks but not kind of different. the same but yeah 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 no i i, I know what you're saying um, and then there, there's this Tron game that you mentioned too. Mm-hmm. So, Tron Identity. Yeah. yeah. I didn't... I, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so I, I know Tron's not for everybody, but th- this is also... Um, it's a story or like a, it's... Um, if you've ever played like Telltale games, like the, they've done a bunch of these... Um, they're almost like visual novels, I guess is the best way to describe them, where it's like it's very cinematic. It's very... Um, like almost like a choose your own adventure book, I guess would be the best way. Well, yeah, to describe they describe it. it as an adventure mystery visual novel. Yeah. Okay. Which <laughs> I, I think for Tron, I think that's really good because, you know, there is lots of opportunity, like, you know, outside of the, the couple of games, like, like, you know, light cycles and Tron discs and stuff like that. I think there's a lot more to Tron that, you know, sure. maybe people, aren't into as much but i again i really like the backstory and the lore of tron so for sure yeah. yeah i'm excited for that i also did not see this thing about them uh originally originally did not see the gargoyles remastered thing coming out which i actually don't i don't yeah. remember this game from the 90s oddly enough i just don't remember it but i i i guess a lot of people feel like it was a classic i just don't. i'm yeah, I'm blanking on this one too you know we just we just finished talking about like aladdin and, and yeah. everything like i don't I, I remember watching Gargoyles. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember Gargoyles. there being a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. But I, I guess a lot of people are excited for that one, too. So, um, yeah, there see. was on the Genesis. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. No memory. Um, have you been playing Speedstorm? I have not played Speedstorm yet. So I did uh, I did play the beta on yeah. it. So I, I, I got into the beta and I, and I played it. And um, it definitely... So... The interesting thing about it is it's it's like Mario Kart in that it you know it's it's got that that arcade style racing and it's fun like like the the maps are actually kind of um they're interesting that they, they, you know they they pulled a lot of different Disney IPs and the racers are all um I mean outside of like Mickey and stuff like like there, there's definitely lots of room for expansion the only thing that I didn't like about it was as I was playing through the beta, um, I very much got Fortnite vibes out of it. Okay. Which for for anyone that's played Fortnite, like Fortnite in and of itself is not a bad game. 
but they they made the structure where it was is it's like a season's pass and it's like every you know you know you've got like a month or whatever and you've got to like you know play a bunch of the game to unlock these things or you got to pay to unlock it which um you know for to get some of the different racers and get their abilities and stuff like that it seems like they built this whole structure where it's a recurring like, like obviously it's a free game so you know this is this is the business model yeah and yeah. that's fine on the surface and I, you know i can deal with that um my only or my only concern with that is you know like i said with fortnite it burned itself out after a bit like it you know yeah it got to a point where you know they were just basically rehashing the same thing over and over again um and 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 sorry that I, I know people will object to that but um i i mean that the the formula is very predictive Sure. And, you know, I I think at its core, it's it's good enough as a racing game, but I I don't know how long this model is going to last for. That would be my okay. only comments about Speedstorm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I so I mentioned that my wife's been playing Dreamlight Valley. She's yeah. been enjoying that. Um, and, you know, the, the only other one I the only other two I saw in here that I, I was really interested in. I don't really care about Avatar like I. I, I've seen bits and pieces of the first movie and I like the rides, but I have to say this mm-hmm. game looks pretty cool um, that they're putting out. I, uh, this is Avatar Reckoning, right? Yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like it could be an interesting game. Like, well, while I'm not that interested, like the whole idea of like, you know, wandering around Pandora, like that seems like that would be fun. I don't know. It's a, it's an MMO RPG shooter, which I guess puts it in the same vein as, the Titanfall? No. So I'm trying to think of another game that would be similar to this, but yeah, making it a shooter is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, but Actually, the, oh, I guess it, the Destiny, movie has a uh, lot of shooting. Yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah, okay, so it'll it'll probably play a lot like Destiny or Destiny Two. Then I'm not super familiar with those games, so I, again, sorry, I'm 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 draw. It's Destiny is a it's again it's a, a online um, shooter type game. Yeah, they're like. Okay, I I get where they're going with it, and, it's a, which it's a mobile yeah. game, by the way. It's I didn't realize it was a mobile game, but um, yeah, it says this yeah. is coming to soon to mobile devices. I, I do like how they they snuck in uh, Aliens: Dark Descent. Okay, that's uh, the one I was really excited about. Right, like <laughs> this is the one I'm really excited about because I love the Alien franchise. Like I'm a big fan, yeah. right? And and this just seems like a really cool game right like so you're commanding colonial marines to uh to fight you know the xenomorphs right so yeah, pc and consoles next year i mean tactical squad based action game just that just sounds awesome i just want to do it and i want to play it <laughs> yeah i, I want to fight I just, the xenomorphs <laughs> yeah i get i guess yeah you're, you're right like it, it's it's definitely it's going to be very action I'm trying to think back to um oh yeah uh Alien Isolation um that was game that was more terrifying. Of like a game? Yeah, see I don't do yeah. horror I don't like the horror games, okay? So, like we're not so, doing but that. The, <laughs> but the, but this is the problem is that that Alien the Aliens franchise leans itself towards that. So, you know, it it'll probably be fun squad shooting, but I think it might be pretty intense. Like It could be. It could be yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean cuz I I don't, 
I mean, I I have played games before where I've gotten very creeped out and had to turn the game off. Like, you know, yeah. like oh, me too. I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I don't like games like that. So, yeah, hopefully it's not that. But it, but you're right though. It, it the the series, you know, the the movies lend themselves to that, right? So, um, but also here too, just skipping back out of this article. Um, so did you ever get, did you get Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, the, the, the VR thing? Uh, no, that, so, so that, that came to the, um, the PlayStation or not, sorry, Facebook meta, um, okay. whatever that platform is. So I, I guess formerly Oculus, whatever it was. Um, so I, I run a, a valve index, which uses okay. steam as its platform Got that it. never came to steam. So, so th- this is the problem is that, you know, right now in VR on PC, there is two different, or actually there's more than just the two, but like, like those are the two main ones. It's like, there's the Facebook VR and then there's steam VR. And um, yeah, unfortunately that some of these things never make their way over to steam VR. When gotcha. this is one of them yeah yeah this one's going to be playstation vr2 and it's going to uh it's just like it, it seems like it's the same game it's just they're they're upgrading it to use some of the features in this playstation vr2 that they can yep. that they can use like uh eye tracking cameras and the headset will follow players line of sight dynamic soundscapes 3d audio um haptic feedback like all that stuff so that's mm-hmm. yeah so that's i mean i thought that was interesting what they brought it's- up there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, again, it's it's all moving into the next iteration of VR and um, it, like all, all those functions in VR are very cool if you can get them to work. Um, that's the, the asterisk there. If you can get them to work, because, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you know, not to say that they'll do a bad job of this, but I've definitely seen some studios attempt to do things with VR uh, because there's a lot of different things you can choose to enable in what you do in VR. And some of it does not always uh, hit properly. They don't think about like it, how like it it doesn't make for an enjoyable experience in VR, unfortunately. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's like you said, it's just them taking an existing game and, and updating it for, for PlayStation VR too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think the next thing I have in here, so it's funny because I had a whole video game section in this sh- mm-hmm. show rundown, which is not the usual for us, but there was a lot of video game stuff that came out with uh, with Disney in the past couple of weeks. And and one of those things was uh, Bob Chapek was actually talking about uh, the Disney metaverse thing that they've been kind of talking about a little bit for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And and kind of what that's going to look like. And, you know, this is, this is kind of interesting. So this was an interview and... So uh, the interviewer asked, "What what is the the metaverse? Is the metaverse the future of Disney?" And so Chapek says, uh, "We we call it next gen storytelling. We tend not to use the M word too often because it has a lot of hair on it, which is an odd way to say that, but I get what he's saying." <laughs> I, I absolutely know what he means. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, "But yes, Disney Plus will not just be a movie service platform. It's going to become an experiential lifestyle platform, a platform for the whole company to embody both the physical things that you might be able to experience in a theme park, but also the digital experiences that you can get through the media." And so they asked how that's going to work. And he said, so we wish every person would have the opportunity to come to our parks, but we realize it's not a reality for some people in order to reach the 90% of people that will never be able to get to a Disney park. 
we have before us an opportunity to turn into turn what was a movie service platform into an experiential platform and give them the ability to ride the haunted mansion from a virtual standpoint the utility isn't just to have the same experience maybe we'll give them an opportunity uh Wait, give them the opportunity, what every single person in the park wants to do. And unfortunately, too many of them do to just get off the off the attraction. I don't know what he means by that. Oh, to get off the attraction, yeah. see how it works and see how the ghost dancers move. So like saying like we'll get to actually like see how the ride works. <laughs> yeah, meaning that, yeah, however, however that they structure it, if you're in a, if you're in a virtual 3D space, you're not confined to the ride vehicle. You could get off and like stick your head through the glass literally into in like where the like look down where the, I mean, where the animatronics are and stuff that's kind of so, awesome to me it's actually kind of here here's the weird concept of that is that you actually like moving through objects in vr you are kind of like a ghost yeah yeah which i i i do this in vr games like it, it's very fun to mess around with things where it's like oh the, you know, the enemy's chasing me. I can just stick my head through the wall. He can't like, <laughs> he can't get me over here. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. so, so the reporter comes back and says, are we talking about something with goggles like Oculus? And he said, short term, yes. Long term, maybe not, maybe something more. I don't know what he means by that. I mean, he kind of tries to explain it here, but he says, we want to give people the ability to experience digitally something that's akin to a physical experience that they necessarily can't be at in, be at that place in that time. Uh, but it's even more important than that. So when a family comes to our parks, we know exactly what you did. Let's say you stay for a week. We got seven days, 24 hours a day. We know everything you did at the park. And if you give us permission and the ability through the membership app, we'll program your Disney Plus experience, not according to what you watched last or to what other people who watch the show, but to what you did, what you experienced. Hmm. I mean, it's really interesting. I, I, I want to see how that plays out like in real life. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's an interesting, like a different level of personalization. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, I, I, you know, they had kind of brought up this idea of like a Disney metaverse a while ago. Right. And, and I, I kind of didn't understand what they meant by it at the time, but I'm kind of getting the picture of it now, you know, from this. Yeah. It's, this goes back to those um, diagrams that, you, you know, I, th- I think yeah, we yeah. like years ago, we we looked at, you know, where it showed like, you know, how Walt like showed like, you know, the the animation um, studio and the parks and yeah. merchandise and like how all these things were, you know, intertwined. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's what he's getting at is, you know. Yeah, why why does the you know, if we have access to virtual reality, if we have access to these things, you know, why does your experience have to stop when you leave the park? Yeah. Right? You you can go home and you know things can continue or you can, you know, you can expand or you can go back and you know, um, you know, again, the the example of the haunted mansion, you know, hey, you really like that ride, you can go back and ride it again virtually or you can, you know, like you said, do some behind the scenes whatever you know yeah, yeah or, may, or maybe you know you know maybe tur- you know turn it into like uh you know you know maybe haunted mansion gets some augmented reality type features where you know it's like a mini game of some sort as yeah. you're on the ride so yeah can, and that good i can see you know yeah I, I like you said i i see where the intent with this goes i i wonder how quickly technology will catch up to what 
Bob Chapek is thinking here. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. And, and you know, we, what he also mentioned, too. So he said, um, you know, this is what they he talks about with uh, Kevin Feige and Ka- Kathleen Kennedy. You know, if, and if you're not aware of who those people are, that's Lucasfilm and, and, uh, and Marvel. And so and he said, those are the conversations now about how do we unbridle our storytelling to unleash a new dimension? It's the third dimension of the canvas. So you can start understanding what tools are available from a technology standpoint. How can you use those as an arsenal, like a different paintbrush, right? Telling stories in that third dimension that bring us that brings everything together. And then the, yeah. the interview would ask how far along they are. And he said, you know, we're and by the way, Disney is pretty serious about this. They they hired somebody specifically to run this entire effort. Right. So like they have somebody whose entire job is doing this <laughs> like um, and has an organization beneath them that they're, they're you know, working on this. So but he says we're at the very embryonic uh, beginnings of this. I would say it's akin to lab experiments uh, for proof of concept. Um, when I talk to you about being in an attraction and being able to get off and check things out, like that animatronic figure that looks like Jack Sparrow, let's go check them out from three sixty from three hundred sixty degrees and interact with Jack Sparrow. That's the ultimate expression. Today we're working towards that. So it's not even just getting off the ride. Like you're hopping off the ride and you're talking to one of the pirates from the Pirates of the Caribbean and they're interacting back with you. Yeah, it's a cool. It's listen. It's a cool idea. I'm. I you know. You think about like, you know, you can, well, you haven't been on Rise of the Resistance yet, but you will soon. But, um, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just thinking Thanks. like, you, you know, you, you <laughs> hop off of something with Star Wars and, you know, you all of a sudden you're yeah. having a conversation one-on-one with Kylo Ren or something, you know, like it's, there's interesting ideas here. I just, you know, the execution is the question, right? Just imagine how many virtual cucumbers you can snatch off of living with the land. <laughs> that would become a thing. You know it would be, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a game. That is totally like oh my god, yeah, he's gonna make yeah, that into a game. You jump off living <laughs> with the land and collect collect vegetables. How many how many watermelons can you collect? It's, yeah. Oh my god. I love it. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really yeah. funny. I didn't think about that, but I, it's hilarious and they should absolutely do that. <laughs> Well, well, that that's that level of interaction that people want, right? <laughs> it is. It's true. It's so true. It's, yeah, it it's just true. means you you have to know the difference between when you're when you're on the ride and when you're not. I do um, think it's kind of funny, by the way, that the Chapex made a joke about too many people do this in real life, jumping off yeah, rides. Yeah, I, I mean, it's true. <laughs> I, I get the feeling he probably he probably hears about it more. Like, I don't think we even hear about the amount that it does happen. Like, you know, we, we see the occasional oh, yeah. ones that pop up on media, but I, I get the feeling it happens a lot more than, than, we know. than yeah. people want to admit. And yeah. Unfortunately. But, uh, yeah. Cause people should not yeah. be doing that kind of stuff. I mean, just, we need to stop with that nonsense. I, we talked about this before with like some of the influencers and some of the other stuff that people are doing this, but I mean, it's, yeah. it, it do- also doesn't help that he's acknowledging that. And it's like, Oh, if I do this, I'm going to get, you know, all the way up to the CEO of Disney's going to know that I did this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If if you want to get blacklisted from the park. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like if you don't care about getting kicked out of the park. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I have to say, I go ahead. Sorry. Um, sorry. I, I was just going to say, you know, you know, I'm thinking about, um, you know, you know, back to the point about, you know, delineating between, being on the ride and, and virtual experiences. I, I kind of experienced this already with my son when we played uh, 
the uh, Disneyland Adventures video oh, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that 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 is, a, you know, it's a great analog of what Disneyland is laid out like. Like it's it's actually very accurate to to Disneyland, but of course all the rides are are these mini games, right? And so um I remember the first so you know we we played that with him first before we came to Disneyland so he like he he was excited for that. We went to ride Winnie the Pooh and in in the mini game you're holding on to a balloon and you're collecting things as you're floating through through 100 Acre Woods. When we got to the ride he actually turned to my wife and said, well, where do I get my balloon? Because he was thinking that like, That's he funny. didn't realize that we were getting into a car and we were yeah. going to ride the ride. He thought it was like the mini game. So That's funny. yeah, the, this highlights something of, you know, splitting between the, the virtual experience and, and the real experience is going to be an interesting challenge. No, for yeah. sure. It, I, what I was going to say is I, you know, I um, you know, was just talking about D23 and like, you know, just talking about some of the things were announced. I, I know a lot of people came away from that, like of the really negative, like feel of like, they didn't really announce anything. Right. But mm-hmm. like, I felt kind of good after watching it. And I, the, the reason why I, you know, yes, they didn't announce stuff. Right. But like, I felt like if you watched the event, right. If you didn't just get the headlines, if you actually watched what Josh Giamaro was saying, he was acknowledging a lot of things that people were not happy about. Right. Meaning like, yeah, he's like, listen, we know Dino Land's a mess. We're going to fix it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we know we could use more attractions, you know, at, at Magic Kingdom. We're going to do more. We know you want more figment. Here's more figment. You know what I mean? Like, we know a lot of you did not like enchantment. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to bring back happily ever after because you guys liked it. Like, to me, it was almost like they he was doing very much like of, listen, we hear you and we're going to change the things you don't like. And we're going to keep working on doing changing the things you don't like. So I don't know. I just thought that yeah. was, I thought it was interesting. And, and, and yeah, you know, you know, that, that is, that is a very good point that um, th- this, this is akin to, you know, any kind of development effort, like, like you know, because I work in yeah. IT, I, I see this all the time is, um, it, you know, I, I think what people need to realize is that, um, you know, like, like any other thing that is not like like there's no final state to this no no like there's no no, like you know oh we're done you know this is this is disney world park's done we're never doing anything ever again so yeah so yeah yeah yeah, you you know exactly that message you you know this is a far better message to say you know even though they didn't have like you know this is opening next year you know they basically they use this as an opportunity to roadmap you know hey we have all of these things on our roadmap that we want to do yeah and you know, if they're following good development practices, you know, this is going to be an iterative thing. It'll be, you know, they're going to try the first thing. They're going to, you know, see how it lands. You know, sometimes they miss the mark. You know, I'm sure they they know that more than anybody. You know, when they miss the mark, they hear about yep. it. Yep. Um, but, you know, hopefully this, you know, you know, going back to what I was saying about, you know, the lessons learned from Star Wars land and stuff is, you know, hopefully, you know, them highlighting all these things and saying we have all of these things in the hopper that we want to work on you know maybe this means we'll start seeing these things happening quicker and and you know them getting better at you know it may not be that we get all of them at once but it'll start like like new things will start popping up and it becomes you know over time it's you know every time you hit up the parks oh hey you know this new thing is there oh they they change this you know you know they listen to you know, this, this, uh, 
um, you, you know, you know, let's say that they they tried the Encanto place and it doesn't work. Yeah. And but you know, they, but they set it up in such a way that you know they can maybe they can somehow shift it over to Coco instead. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I like. You, I know what you're yeah, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, the the whole point is that, like you said, you know, even though there wasn't a lot of like everyone was looking for opening dates for everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the messaging was definitely a lot better, and that you know they are listening to the people that are going there, and they're listening to what the crowds are are saying, and they're not just doing their own thing, which is far better than you know them just operating in a bubble yeah. and throwing stuff out and people going, you know, what is this? <laughs> I, and I will say, you know, I know there are some people that recently have criticized Josh Yamar, right? Like that, that feel, you know, because of like things like genie plus and, and um, you know, some of the, the, the increases in prices and things like that. Right. But I, mm-hmm. I do think that he is a really good person for the, to lead the parks division, right? Like he feels very passionate about it. And he, you know, there's a reason why he was popular with cast members and guests when he first got appointed to, you know, to, to, to uh, run magic, to run a uh, Disney world. And then, you know, later is above all the parks and experiences. And he was popular at, when he was at Disneyland too. I mean, because he advocates for cast members. He advocates for fixing things. I mean, there was a whole thing, an article. I remember when he first got, to Disney world that he immediately realized that the buses were a problem and he was trying to uh, do what he could to fix it and make them better. Um, And, you know, he had also heard some concerns from cast members too, about certain things they wanted to fix and quickly worked on those things too. So I I do think that he is the right person for the job and he is going to continue pushing for, to do things for the parks, even when all the focus of the Disney companies on Disney plus, you know, and, and, and some of these other things they're working on, you know, I, I do think Josh Morrow is going to continue to, uh, you know, really push to to make the parks better and and do the things that fans want. I it just told me watching that that they are very in tune with what uh, the the customers want. You know, what the guests want. So yeah, and they're trying. But but you know, listen, anything with Disney or any major corporation, things move at a glacial speed, right? Like they move very slow. And yeah. Yeah, they just do. Uh, yeah. Back so. to what I was saying, you know, they announced Splash Mountain. Everyone's like, so is it ready? And it's like, like no. No, it's like, going to take a while. <laughs> like, we, got, yeah. we need, give us some time. Give us a second. Like, but like, yeah. that's any large company that anybody's ever, you know, worked at. If you've ever worked at a large company, you know that change takes time. And it's the same thing at Disney. And, you know, a, a lot of people talk about how long Tron has taken to build. Like, listen, Disney takes a long time to build stuff. They do. And then they changed leadership at Imagineering to speed up the 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 construction of things because they were so slow and they were always missing deadlines and all that stuff. But um, you know, it, it just all this stuff takes time and you know, if it's if it's great at the end, then it's was worth the time it took to make, right? So I think we all just need to be patient. I think there's gonna be more announcements. I think we're gonna hear more details you know, over the next few months and, you know, over the next year. Yeah. All right. So we got food. Okay. We got food. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get into some food. I know some people hate when we talk about food and uh, that's fine. I I like talking about food. Um, So (laughs) so if you don't like the food stuff, uh, you can skip ahead right here. That's, that's cool. We're not going to be offended. Um. So some new stuff over at uh, um, Gasparilla Island Grill over at uh, Grand Floridian. 
I'm just going to scroll through here here. I don't really see anything that I'm loving up in here, you know, like the really? cuz uh, yeah. some like the the flatbread, the broccoli and roasted tomato flatbread looks really yeah, it looks good. looks pretty good, yeah. There's a uh, Cuban sandwich in there, I think, right? Yeah. Is that a Cuban? Or no, yeah. is that an Italian? Yeah, that's an Italian. These sandwich. uh yeah. these mojo bowls, the chicken bowl and the I never Sa- know the I I never Satan? know the correct way to say yeah, I think it's Satan. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> my my sister my, <laughs> my sister a little close to I, well so my sister oh, <laughs> my sister and my brother in law are um are vegetarians, right? So right. I'm actually they will order this particular fake meat uh a lot mm-hmm. of, often when I'm with them. I believe it's Satan or Seton or something like that. I don't know the correct yeah. way to say it just because it yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know either. It but looks kind of like tofu to me. It does. It's <laughs> it's good for our, our vegetarian friends out there and our vegan friends yeah. out there to uh, have a plant based option. Um, but you know, yeah, you're right. The the bowl looks pretty good. Uh, I'll give mm-hmm. you that. I'm also up for this uh, this um, this uh, this chip thing that's over here. This buffalo chicken nachos. Yeah, the, this is at Saratoga Spring at the backstretch pool. The pool bar. bar yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the hot the, dog these, looks whatever, but you know. Yeah, yeah that that hot dog is not doing anything, but the yeah the buffalo chicken nachos. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, Shredded that chicken good. and buffalo sauce, creamy blue cheese, queso, and celery served on Saratoga house chips. Heck yeah! <laughs> Let's I thought that. you didn't do blue cheese. I don't, but, but in a queso, I think I'd be okay. <laughs> okay yeah. I don't do straight blue cheese, but if you're gonna make a queso out of it, then uh, you know, I might be in for that. All right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Nope. Uh, they. Yeah. That. That's good. Um, oh, Sunshine Seasons has got new stuff. This is uh, okay. Um, ham, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. Overnight oats. Oh, okay. Jumping on that trend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and, I'm, I'm always up for a ham, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. That always sounds good to me on a nice Kaiser roll. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And God, ooh, there's uh, fish, fish tacos. Fish tacos, yeah. Yeah, available I, daily. I really want those fish tacos <laughs> only before f- four p.m. Though, so corn what? salsa. Yeah, I don't know. That seems odd that they were only before four p.m. But <laughs> you also get plantain chips with them. Look at that. Which if you like yeah. plantain chips, uh, you know, I'm good though. You know, I don't know. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure out how to be at sunset. Sh- so uh, for, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so here's the problem: is that we so we're hitting up Garden Grill for lunch. And food and wine is going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, so like, I'm not going to be hungry before 4 p.m. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to figure out how to come back and get these fish tacos. Well, luckily, you know, to, fish tacos are kind yeah. of a, you know, that's like kind of a small, lighter item, right? So, I mean, if they're going to give you two of them, though, that's going to be yeah be pretty filling. And, yeah. And the problem is, is that I can't share these with anyone in my family because uh, they won't the eat fish. One. So, yeah. So. yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, I'll, I'll have to maybe find a day that we come back and <laughs> hit up Epcot <laughs> for fish tacos. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get let's keep going here because we All have right. a bunch of Halloween stuff that we, we need to go through. So Okay. Um, I don't really see anything else that's appealing to me here. So I mean I could see you being into the thick and fluffy Japanese pancakes. I don't know why. That just feels like a thing that you would like. <laughs> Disneyland Hotel. <laughs> Hold on, where are these? Further down, the, further down the line, Disneyland Hotel, right above the cupcake. Above the cup. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, 
yeah, Japanese pancakes are good. <laughs> are they? I don't. I see. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Japanese pancakes. So, and there's it, a ramen there too that I figured you'd be excited about too. So, yeah, yeah, ramen. Ramen's always good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would like. The weird thing is, I would not think like going to the Disneyland hotel. I would not be like, "Hmm, I'm getting a bowl of ramen." But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it looks good. It's just typical pork ramen. They got the eggs in there and everything, and that's good. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything else here. So let's move over to the Halloween stuff because uh, yeah, it's Halloween time. So everything is going to be. Halloween covered in dye and purple <laughs> and orange. And that's fine. Okay. But that's Halloween. The first <laughs> item on here, man, looks insanely good. The caramelized apple liege waffle. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. I need to wow. eat that. <laughs> like, first of all, liege waffle is already delicious by itself, but then caramelized white chocolate and graham cracker streusel. Ugh. <laughs> that's a oh. connections cafe so we all know where that is oh my gosh yeah that's at yeah. connections cafe uh this is by the way this is uh theme parks in disney Springs. oh it'll it'll be there as of october 4th yeah so, so you, i can actually go and get this so you you can line up october 4th this to is, get that this is another this is another epcot problem though trevor i have the same problems as you i have I have the the I have the same uh, lunch scheduled, and then it's food and wine. Like, when am I going to eat this? This is breakfast. This is easily breakfast. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, right? You're, you're right. Give me some sugar to get me going for the day. Yeah, you can have waffles for breakfast. Why not? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's when you have waffles, right? But like this, and, and yeah. It's got apple. I mean, that's <laughs> so it's, it's healthy. healthy. Obviously, it's healthy. <laughs> it's got apple in it. Immediately healthy. Ignore yeah. the caramel and the white chocolate and. <laughs> Yeah, Everything no, is. it's yeah. and the graham crackers, you know, it's all yeah. good. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so somebody needs, if anyone else is at Epcot on October 4th, you know, get a picture of Tom standing in line to get this waffle. <laughs> well, you might also have to take a picture of me getting in line for this s'mores brownie right here. Yeah, yeah oh. that, that's fair. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, so, oh, but this one is going to be available for only three days, though. So this is a... Regal, this is at Regal Eagle Smokehouse, which I've told everybody is delicious. But again, there's there's this problem of there's so much good food around Epcot. It's hard to just be like, I'm going to go to a barbecue place when I can go around, you know, eating around the world. But S'mores Brownie with a pumpkin Mickey available October 28th through 31st. This looks fantastic. Yeah. It looks like a graham cracker bottom and then a brownie and then some sort of mousse on the top and then toasted marshmallow. Toasted, oh, toasted marshmallow is just oh, give me this. Love it. I want it. Yeah. I want to eat it. Um, then we've got at Sunshine Seasons, we've got a Monster Mousse, which is a caramel mousse with apple caramel filling with on a shortbread cookie. Again, only available 28th through the 31st. I hate you because I also want this. <laughs> and, and this thing looks, it, this looks like it came right out of Monsters, Inc. It does. Too. Yeah, it's like, very cool. It, it looks so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a dark purple color and it has an eye painted on it. It just, yeah, it looks like a, yeah, yeah it, it looks very cool. And then, oh, oh my God, what is, I want all of this, Trevor. I want all of it. <laughs> all right. All right. Are, we, are we at ABC Commissary now? And uh, Yeah, the Black Widow tart. Yeah. Spice milk chocolate tart filled with orange curd, pomegranate molasses, whipped cream, candied orange peel, and dark chocolate spider. <sighs> yeah. I need to eat that. 
I, I'm, yeah, that needs to be done. I, I, fe- I have a feeling we're going to be heading to the to ABC commissary for for lunch. Uh, and there's a frozen apple cider. Oh, apple man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, frozen apple cider or yeah. just like apple anything frozen is so good. Like, yeah, yeah. It's also worth noting that one is October first through thirty first. All of these places are also going to be offering the the Donald candy corn sipper, which it seems like Disney kind of learned a lesson where they're like, hey, let's not just sell these popular merch items at one place. Let's sell them everywhere. So there's not 10 hour lines for a figment popcorn bucket. Like, figure. Yeah, I know. Right. So yeah. um, so they're selling it at all of these places that we're mentioning. So Backlot Express also has the graveyard cupcake fudge filled chocolate cupcake topped with cookies and cream, buttercream, chocolate cookie tombstone white chocolate bone and halloween sprinkles again i need to eat this <laughs> yeah i'll have one on one day that i go there and one on another day we'll just we'll, we'll divide and conquer um <laughs> oh man and then uh catalina eddies mm. so th- this is kind of like uh, so a pumpkin spice snickerdoodle cookie okay. topped with pumpkin spice buttercream and pumpkin candies like I know. Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I know people are like, "Oh God, pumpkin spice everything," but in cookies, yeah, like good. that's and a snickerdoodle, it, especially. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very just like, um, I equate it to the same as like I, I like ginger molasses cookies, where because it's got like like a bite to it, and like yeah, pumpkin yeah. spice is the same thing. Like this is not a like just throw it in. I feel like this would be legitimately good. Yeah, no, you know what? I agree. And you know I don't like anything pumpkin, but I do like pumpkin spice. So I would yeah. I would eat this. I would definitely eat this. Even the pumpkin candies on top? I actually like those little <laughs> pumpkin candies. I and they if you gave me candy they're not corn, pumpkin. Yeah, well if you gave me candy corn or you gave me those, because yeah. they're kind of like similar, I if not the same thing, I would eat those. Those those are fine. Right. I don't know why. They pretty much taste the same, but I would do it. Let's see what else we got here. A candy corn milkshake. Speaking of candy corn. Uh, candy corn ice cream shake topped with vanilla cake, donut, whipped cream, spooky sprinkles, and candy corn. Okay, this is a no because candy—that's yeah. too much candy corn. I don't. I already don't really like candy corn, and I, that's just a lot. It's a lot. It is. Yeah. I. Yeah. My, my thing with candy corn is it's it's like just barely one step away from just eating raw sugar. It's. I mean, essentially, what it is, like, right? It, like, yeah. It, yeah. I. I just. I don't like candy corn so yeah that's a little too busy all right so i'm, um, I'm gonna i'm gonna scroll down until i see something that i'm interested so, in here okay well i'm gonna just shout out at pizza rizzo the uh, halloween candy cookie pizza okay um sugar cookie pizza topped with strawberry jam white chocolate halloween candy and sprinkles again like it's it's basic. a cookie that one's basic yeah it, yeah it's it's cute though i like that yeah like yeah. it's it, that you know they they tried to do something a little different okay that's fair yeah how about this? Um, okay, see, I, I don't care about this pumpkin mousse because it's pumpkin cheesecake, and I'm I'm out immediately. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Well, I'll, <laughs> it looks I'll cool though. Then. Listen, it looks cool. It's pumpkin cheesecake with cinnamon sugar dusted apple cider cake, and I mean apple cider cake sounds delicious. Uh, raspberry dark chocolate stem and pumpkin buttercream. I mean, everything except any the pumpkin piece of that I'm out. But it does it definitely looks cool for sure. You know what's sad is that I just realized that I'm going to miss all this. You miss like all of it. Five days. Yeah, you're going to miss all of it by five days. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. They should keep it for a couple extra days. But mm. um, oh, I'll have Christmas stuff. So yeah, that's true. You'll have the Christmas. I'll be fine. Stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, what else we got? Uh, Woody's lunchbox got a, has a pumpkin lunchbox tart. Uh, yeah. pumpkin pie filled with pa- filled pastry tart with marshmallow fondant, candy corn, and Halloween sprinkles. Yeah. Eh. All right. I I've already skipped down to Disney Springs. Oh, uh, wow. Because okay. this, yeah, this black flame candle <laughs> tea cake. Oh cool. boy. That is very wow. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is, um, so it's a devil's food biscuit, apricot jam, brandy, simple syrup, caramel mousse, and candied pecan crunch. This is like so hocus pocus. Yeah, like, it really is. <laughs> They also have a creme brulee going awesome. on too, a pumpkin creme brulee, um, and then there's a pumpkin apple tart as well. Um, yeah, the tart's not really looking all that great, but yeah, I the, think that's the creme brulee. I, I think that's the creme brulee. Is that? Oh, I thought that was the pumpkin. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I guess you're right. The yeah. top's toasted there. Yeah, it's yeah. got the little the little crispy yeah. stuff on the top there. Yeah. Um, I I think I've said this on the show before. I've always wanted to do one of the pinatas at the Ganachery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because I, you know, I want to smash something. So like, that just seems like fun to get a little hammer and to break something open and then eat it. Um, yeah. and so they have this mini ghost pinata. That's basically just, it's just like a little ghost and it's got ears on top. And again, it, the, the craftsmanship here is amazing, right? Like what yeah. these people do with chocolate is amazing to me. I just want these caramel skulls. Yeah. The caramel skulls also like look just- awesome. Yeah. They're just like sugar skulls and they just oh yeah. wow. Dark chocolate yeah. filled with caramel ganache. Yeah. 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 Yeah, let's let's do that. I want to eat all this. I want to I want to eat every single thing that's here. Oh, what about the Jack Skellington bubble waffle sundae? Chocolate soft serve, marshmallow fluff, hot fudge, orange sprinkles, chocolate shavings, chocolate pocky sticks, and a chocolate Jack Skeleton a Jack Skellington garnish. All on a um, waffle. <laughs> okay, so so Okay, fair. It's not a bubble. But yeah. bubble waffles on their own are delicious. <laughs> yeah, they don't need a lot. That's a like, fair I, point. It's a fair point. Like, I, I mean, I've like, I've had bubble waffles and like, I just, yeah, just give me the bubble waffle. I don't even need the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should, we should go to the next one really quickly here because we are like way over time. Yeah. Well, not over time. I mean, okay. we're never over time, but like we're. We, we we do want to get on with our day. Yes, so, sure, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> so then we have the foodie guide to uh, the resorts of Disney World. So let's just scroll until we see something that you know we we are interested in, and we'll call it out. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, All stars. Sorry, All stars. You're not doing great. Yeah, not doing uh, it for me either. Yeah. These nachos uh, look like a bit much over at Anim- Art of Animation. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What about the, uh, all right. Animal kingdom lodge. I can get this. All right. So this over at the Mara, the animal Mickey pump. I mean the animal, uh, the pumpkin (laughs) Mickey tart, pumpkin cheesecake mousse with chocolate ganache and chocolate decor. Uh, Again, I'm out, but I just like the way it looks. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that. Uh, Yeah. I I would, I would be in for that. I also have uh, to say the drink that they have here looks very cool. It does. Yes. It's the the Dumela. Dumela South African margarita. Yeah. It looks very cool. I have to say that looks that looks awesome. Um, Sorry, with a South African Excelsior Cabernet Sauvignon floater. All right. Whoa, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> is right. Um, all right, let's see. Each club is being basic. Looks they like they really are. They're just doing a trifle. Yeah, it's just two right. trifles. Okay, fine. I like a trifle, but whatever. Yeah. 
Um, Boardwalk has uh, a boo brownie, which looks a boo brownie looks okay. And the creepy cupcake, yeah. Okay. What what is this purple cake next to it though? I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know. Is that is that the creepy? No, that's not the creepy cupcake. Okay, Uh, maybe it's the the topsy turvy chocolate and cherries. I don't know. Chocolate cake with salted caramel mousse and tart cherry filling. I don't know. I I'm I'm not seeing where that. It doesn't really. It's yeah. just random purple cake. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, look, it looks good. <laughs> I want it. Okay. All right. Let's contemporary resort getting a little better. Madame Leota dark chocolate cake. Yeah. Um, devil's food cake filled with dark chocolate ganache topped with a chocolate glaze and marshmallow webs with also a very cool, looks like a, looks like a black rose and then a little Madame Leota chocolate on top. Interesting version of Madame Leota, by the way. Yeah, it's very um like animated series. Yeah, 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 it's a little different than like yeah. I like it though. Yeah. I don't I don't mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Um let's see what else we got here. The oh here's another, another black flame candle, yeah. Yeah. That one is it's, a uh, can- Floridian. Candy corn colored vanilla sponge cake candle with caramel buttercream and white chocolate ganache. All right. I'm in for that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I, I still like the one at downtown Disney a little better. That one's a little cooler. This one's a little more basic. Yeah. It's yeah, that's, you're right. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Oh, a Polynesian. Whoa. The Tomato, the Tomatoa. Yes. That is I am very in. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I am in on that one. Wow. That is very uh, cool. Uh, so yeah. it's a chocolate chiffon cake with uh, Hawaiian Chantilly filling and shiny sprinkles. But the, the key is that they have like two, they have his two uh, claws and they have his face on it. Yeah. And it just, it just looks really cool. It looks good. Like, yeah. Even like, though it's it, like I'm just sure printed paper, good. it's probably just paper that they, right. It's, I don't know. Yeah, but, but it's still, it's still a it's chocolate cool. chiffon cake. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it, so it looks good and it'll taste good. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's see. Pop Century. Oh, the Whoopie Monster. Pumpkin? Whoa. Oh, okay. okay. There's two things Hold going on. on here. Hold on. Sorry. Um, Pineapple Lanai. Again, it's still at the Polynesian. Not so scary. Pumpkin soft serve. Ugh. Pumpkin spice flavored soft serve with coconut. Papilla with caramel drizzle, graham cracker crumbs, and white chocolate Mickey shaped pumpkin. So this is pumpkin spice. It's not pumpkin flavored. Oh, okay. So this is a pumpkin spice Dole Whip, kind of. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. I was going. I'm going to this. Uh, the, these next two over at uh, Pop Century, where they uh, have a whoopie monster. Pie. They have a whoopie pie, the spice apple whoopie pie with marshmallow, buttercream, and caramel, and it's green and purple, and uh, sure to make all sorts of fun colors later. Um, <laughs> uh, kids will come out looking. Yeah, your kids' hands will be stained purple for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, and then chocolate. Wait, what is this little cake right here? They don't describe what that little cake is. I want that. My boo. Is that what it is? what it is? Yeah. But they they call it a cupcake, though. That's not a cupcake. Chocolate cupcake topped with a ghostly swirl of vanilla buttercream and sprinkles. Oh. I think they made a mistake here. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe it's this one. Wait, maybe it's this Port Orleans one, the Tombstone Sweet. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Sorry. You're right. Yeah. Chocolate cake, caramel mousse, caramel milk chocolate mousse, coffee dark chocolate mousse, and salted cho- salted milk chocolate ganache. Yes, 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 and yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> All of those things, give them to yeah. me. I think, I mean, I think that's really all I'm seeing here. I, I don't, I don't see anything else yeah, jumping not, out to me. I think we should, you know. Yeah. The rest of it's all just drinks. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And some, you know, random trifles and such, you know, who cares? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we're up. good. I think that, up. that's plenty. You, you're going to have your work cut out for you because you're the one who's going to be there when all this stuff. No, I should have, I should have, should have like marked all these down. Yeah. Now, now you got to do some more planning. <laughs> 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 well, have fun with that. So, Thanks. Um, yeah. Don't worry. I'll be in the same boat with Christmas stuff when, uh, when November yeah, exactly. hits. So, exactly. yeah. <laughs> all right let's wrap right. this thing up yeah um okay so as usual if you guys ever want to get a hold of us you can always email us at welcome home podcast at gmail.com we love hearing from you guys uh love uh love hearing your trip reports uh you know you guys share questions with us all that kind of stuff uh so keep it coming if you want to follow us on, uh, if you want to follow us on social media yeah i'm trying i really am <laughs> um you know, make sure you check us out on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, also, look for the Facebook group Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, great place to um, you know talk with other listeners and you know just be part of the conversation about the podcast. Uh, like as you heard earlier on, you know we we do see what you guys talk about in the group, and uh, um, you know we love sharing the stuff with you guys in there. So. Um, you know, check that out. And then also, if you want to follow us on YouTube and Instagram, YouTube, again, welcome home podcast, Instagram, welcome home picks, um, with going to the parks, uh, you know, there's going to be more stuff showing up on those channels. So probably a good idea to follow us on those to, to keep track of what we're up to. And if you want to help support the podcast, uh, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our shirts and mugs and, uh, and all that uh, good stuff. If you know, if you see anything that you like, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe think about some Christmas gifts for somebody. I don't know. Maybe somebody wants a welcome home podcast fanny pack for Christmas. It could happen. You know, <laughs> not, not, I'm not discounting it. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, uh, you know, if you if you guys would rather support us through Patreon, go to Patreon.com/slash Welcome Home Pod. Check out the different levels of Patreon support we have there. Uh, those all have exclusive merchandise that you can only get on Patreon. Um, so uh, it's a different, different design that uh, you know nobody else has outside of our Patreon supporters. And uh, it'll also get you access to the Discord server, which is you know another good place where we we talk with our listeners and uh, um, you know again more great conversations go on there. Last but not least, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review because it does help more people find the podcast. And all around, it just makes us feel better about ourselves. It makes, because, it makes my day. It makes me happy. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, I mean, you know, we, honestly, we, we do this just because we think it's fun. But, you know, seeing the five-star reviews is like icing on the cake as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. I don't have one to read this week. Uh, I also yeah, – I, I do want to give a shout-out to the listeners, though, because – so I, I we talked about this I think a couple episodes ago. We've been in the midst of migrating to a new podcast host, and with that have been a few headaches here and there, right? So mm-hmm. and it has not been as smooth as as it should have been, and uh, you know, un, unfortunately. But I, I want to say thanks to uh, everybody out there for their patience. Uh, if you had an issue, um, and for reaching out to us to tell us that there was an issue, because that really helped me kind of pinpoint where the problems were and to get things resolved. So. Big thank you to those that reached out about any issues that you had getting the most recent episodes. I promise you we should have no further issues as of this date. Everybody should be good to go. So unfortunately, that was one of those back end things that you guys should have never noticed. But, you know, what are you going to do? 
Uh, there was there was some I, along the way. I, it is it it is and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music tune in stitcher spotify just about any podcast app out there just search for welcome home look for the one that says disney dvc and you know look for our logo of course just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsors, uh, DVC Resale Market, and of course, World of DVC, as always, for sponsoring and supporting the show. Please go check them out. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. <laughs>